Hello and welcome to Not Bane Podcast, your weekly rundown of UK politics from a Black millennial view. Every week, join me, Bay, and Corey as we look at Parliament and stories from across the diaspora. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Not Bane Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the local elections that are going to be taking place on the 5th of May. I'm sure everyone's supremely enthused for those. We're also going to be talking about Boris Johnson's most interesting interview on Good Morning Britain and then for Across the Pond we're going to be talking about the Kenyan nationals who have delivered a letter to Prince William asking for their land back and reparations so let's head straight into the show. It's the local elections tomorrow the 5th of May they have come quick Lee. It's like we blinked and we were almost halfway through the year. Oh don't say that Um, so yes are you voting? I do not think I will be voting. I can't say, you know, you never know how you feel on the day, but right now I don't feel like I'll be voting. Well, you've got 24 hours till the polls close. Um, yeah. Why Why do you not want to vote? Why are you so indifferent about voting in your local elections? Outside of my visceral hate for uh, Keir Starmer, which is well documented. <laughs> which Already? Is well... One minute in, <laughs> crying out loud. Which is well documented on this show. You'll have a personal vendetta against him. <laughs> you need to no, let it not, go. No, I don't. Um, no, it's not even that. I mean, it's partially that. But I think one, to make it known that I don't agree with the, the um, either of the parties, nothing that either of the parties are offering towards me, uh, make me feel enthused. There is an independent candidate who I've seen is some of the stuff that they are saying uh, does speak to me so I will do a little bit more research on their platform and decide if I would be willing to give them my vote other than that um, the way that the local council has been running my local area um, a lot of the uh, the stuff which ends up you know targeting and marginalizing young people in the way that they manage the roads has not been to my liking um, you know, stuff like been collected. You know, the usual things that matter in your local councils, council elections, all of those things. I'm just not best pleased with the amount of um, new bills that are going up in the area with no sort of thought for people's um, living spaces are blocking out of sunlight. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, um, where my goddaughters live, they built a massive uh, tower block which overlooks their garden and they sort of can't really see out to anything. It's just a massive tower block on all sides. Stuff like that is why I'm not voting for the local council of my borough because the cons- the constant aggressive gentrification and the fact that they're not putting and holding the um, these developers' feet to the fire to ensure that there is not affordable housing, social housing, mixed use in any of these buildings, it's just, you know, rubbish. And there's still no tube station here. So all of that stuff getting on my nerves and I don't see why I should give any of them a vote and also I will not be voting for anybody who backs the Keir Starmer absolutely won't do it so you said a lot there all negative about your local no let me finish I'm not I'm not I'm not criticizing not I'm not I'm not saying that I didn't mean that in a bad way you said a lot there that's all negative about your local council so Mm -hmm. wouldn't it then follow that you would vote for whoever is in opposition to whoever runs your council now. I mean, well, your, your council now, is. I take it it's a Labour council? Uh, yes, it is. It's a Labour council. Okay, so obviously you're not voting for Conservatives. So why wouldn't you vote for one of the other parties? Or like I the Independent? Would, like I, would, 
okay I, so I'm saying I have thought about the independent but you know I, part of me feels like I want to be able to protest and mm-hmm. protest with the with the general running of politics not just specifically okay. protesting the Labour Party I'm actually wanting to be able to protest the um the running of this country and that the way that political um outreach is going in this country the way that the political class is acting towards the electorate the, the overall clear disdain that they have for the general public I want to protest that either by not voting or maybe I'll spoil my ballot but either Mm -hmm. way I think there's a lot of contributing factors where for me this would be the first time in my adult life that I wouldn't have voted I don't know if I'll be able to do it just because because I'm so I've never that's always something it's not something that I would ever usually do I'm very I mean I do this I'm very much engaged in politics from you know the lower levels all the way up to the international level it's something that speaks to me it's my personal hobby and my passion and something that gets my blood going and I love it absolutely but I'm just I feel so disillusioned at the moment it's really it's really hard it's a really hard place for me to be in um not if not emotionally but sort of intellectually it's a really Mm -hmm. difficult place for me to be in because I feel sort of adrift from my ideology which is not the greatest so you vote so you are a usual a regular local elections voter absolutely no well I mean you're in you're in the minority you're in the minority uh, MEP all of those ones MEP and MPs yeah of course generals but um obviously locals historically and traditionally get a a low turnout much lower turnout than than general elections my locals always vote in my locals a couple of times I voted into independent company candidates but I always vote my locals yeah Spoil your ballot. That's what I say. I almost did that last general election. Um, in in that was my little protest. I was going to spoil my ballot. I didn't in the end. I ended up voting for somebody. Um, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I was going. I was going to do the same thing. I think that's. But I think I think spoiling your ballot. I mean, Always in the grand scheme of things, I voted for Boris, guys. I, I definitely did not. Um, anyway, you, there's, there's there's always a thing, isn't there? That um, from me off track now. Yes, mm-hmm. that's it. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter because in terms of you as an individual but obviously playing your part in society as part the of the collective does matter the body politic um mm. i always i always think that spoiling your ballot is a much better way to go than um just not voting at all um, i do because, i do i do agree because it does register our discontent yeah so pox on all their houses but i'm wondering a, what, what i should write on my um on my spoiled ballot. I mean, it doesn't really matter what you write on it because they, they do register the number of spoiled ballots. They don't go through and say, oh, this one said you're an idiot. This one said you're useless. This one no, said- but for me, it's still, I want the, po- yeah, I the protest want, yeah. to be personal. I could just be saying maybe none of you are of any use. I mean, usually what people do is they just do something that makes the vote invalid, like ticking two boxes or, you know, writing, scribbling all over the paper or something like that, or ripping it. And that's what people usually yeah, do to- I might just write you up. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So you've got uh, obviously in London, you've got your borough. How does it work down there? You've got your local councillors and your yeah, borough, councillors. and your you have like a general London council, don't you? As well, something like that. I don't know, Are you talking about the general assembly? That one, yeah, it's very complicated. That's down there. for the mayor. That's the mm. mayor. Is that so one like ma- just only when the mayor's voted on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, and we've got local mayoral elections, which I received a pamphlet for. Oh, local well, mayoral yeah. elections. Yeah. Um, and then we have local councillor elections. And you know what, actually? Maybe I want a bench in my front gardens, <laughs> in the communal front garden. So that's what I want my local councillors to do. And I want them to ban the dogs. So maybe 
I think they've probably got more important things to do than put a bench in your front front yard. Uh, they've been talking about doing doing the gardens. That's what they put on their local oh, yeah. leaflet. It's about doing clearly the not got enough the to do then, have they? No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I not am. as a local council. What about you? Let's move on to you, Corrent. Uh, are you voting in your local elections? If so, who for? If not, why not? Yes. For your wider reasonings. Yes. So um, even though I've even though I am a uh, like yourself, very uh, into my politics, obviously, do a podcast for starters, and always have been. I ch- ch- um, typically never used to vote in local elections, um, only used to really? vote in general, general, yeah, I only started voting in local, only started vote. I only started voting You're not a real in local policy elections, nerd. maybe about five years ago. Yeah, about five years ago. Real politics nerd. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't, I don't know, I mean, at the end of the part of it is, it takes two, right? So obviously, you as a citizen, it takes one. You as a citizen, or rather, <laughs> that was a good joke, <laughs> or rather, a subject should you know play your part in terms of finding out what's going on, who's running, all that kind of thing. But equally, it's down to the politicians who are running to court your vote and to mm-hmm. to, to make themselves known to you. And you don't feel courted. No, traditionally, local election hardly ever courts. I haven't had a single pamphlet through the letterbox for the oh locals. God, I've had whereas so I always many. get, I always get them for. Um, you always get them for the general elections. I always get at least three for the general election. Not had a single pamphlet through. I've not had anything had through. So many. The council. I've had about four from Labour. I don't know why, because this is probably one of the highest um, voting Labour boroughs. Mm. in the country both in the general elect in the general election and the locals like well they've got to do something with the budget they've got to well, yeah, we've got, we have had about four pamphlets i've had about three walk rounds i've seen them i've seen a lot of them out um canvassing just in my surrounding local areas mm-hmm. as well. i don't want to give too much away but in my surrounding local areas as well i've to be fair I have not seen that much from the Conservatives. I think the Conservatives did pamphlet me during the general election and, and quite a lot of people were telling them to get lost. Oh, so well, I don't yeah. think they even I don't think they even bothered to um come round here again. Um so yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, see. so that's on a on a local level. Yeah, I have not been. And it'll courted. be interesting to see because we do have a Haredi Jewish man who's running for local for local ele- elections under the uh, Labour Party as well. So It'll be interesting to see how that does, you know, there's a rehabilitation going on. Hopefully it's working. Interestingly, um, haven't really seen much nationally either from the main, from the parties sort of pushing, you know, the, the, the national parties. I haven't really seen anything. Oh, Labour's been pushing, saying vote Labour for, um, you know, a national windfall tax with 600, uh, with a 600 pound rebate, vote Labour for um, helping with the cost of living and stuff like that. All things which the local council cannot Right, provide. exactly. Beyond so I don't, it's basically tax. lying at this point. The council yeah, tax not, rebates already happened. You know, not the rebate, I mean, in terms of setting the rates, because um, obviously your local council can do that, obviously, but then that's within the budget they're given from government, but oh. from central government. But um, yeah, that, that whole thing about the windfall tax, like that has absolutely nothing to do with your local councillor. They have yeah. absolutely zero impact on that. That is a parliamentary Labour Party problem. Um, that's nothing to do with your local councillors. Um, exactly. But interestingly, so, though, all it does is just create more disillusioned voters because you're going to vote for them and be like, "Where's my windfall tax?" And then they're going to say to you that we're your local council. We decide how high the grass goes in on local school grounds. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But I don't think it's a surprise though that I haven't seen much uh, from uh, from nationally from the Conservatives though. 
Um, <laughs> I think they're uh, just yes. hoping that most people don't. I think they they're are they are low. they are definitely banking on apathy because it yeah, is a higher turnout. Anticipated ex- extremely low turnout. I mean, it's rained today, so we'll see. It's been they've anticipated extremely low turnout, and the the two uh, pamphlets I've seen, I think, was it Bexley Heath and uh, Hartlepool? There, Hartlepool, yes, have, yes. The flyers have actually <laughs> both said please don't um, punish us for the actions of those in Westminster. Your local council cares about you. We are not connected, essentially, you know, separate us. We do everything. These are the things that we do for you. And then they're sort of um, painting the Labour Party as an EU party and the Conservatives as a British party. So those are the things that they're using in their arsenal to uh, combat other um, Labour and the Liberal Democrats. And and they're also using the attack line about... um, Labour have stood down some councillors in areas so they won't be competing with the Liberal Democrats where it would split the vote. So it'll be interesting to see see what happens in those areas if that works or if it ends up just, you know, defaulting to Tory. Interesting. Interesting strategy. um, That didn't work in um, Kensington. So it'll be interesting to see how it works in other places. So I've got the Hartlepool uh, flyer here from the local councillor there. It says, this Thursday, please don't punish local conservatives for the mistakes made in Westminster. We are local and proud of where we live. And like you, we want the best for Hartlepool. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it makes sense to do that. Like the, the National Conservative Party are an absolute joke. So it makes sense to try and distance yourself from them. And that's probably, and they're also, uh, the National Party, I'm sure, are hoping for a very low turnout because if there is a high turnout, then it, the, the, based on the, the pundits I've been listening to, the higher the turnout, the more likely it is that um, there's going to be even more of a backlash, a backlash against the Conservatives. Um, it doesn't, it absolutely sort of doesn't matter. There is, there is no heir apparent to Boris Johnson at this moment in time. And I still think he is Teflon Boris and he could win another, he can win another election, especially against somebody as lackluster as my favourite. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't see them give. I mean, they've got such a weak op- opponent. Why, you know, waste waste somebody else's reputation on trying to get over the finish line when they, you could probably you could probably limp over with Boris with a semi decent majority. So, like you, I think Boris Johnson is going to be our prime minister until twenty twenty seven. However, 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 if they lose more than a thousand council seats. Across the country. You think they'll lose a thousand council seats? They're already projecting to lose at least six hundred, and if they're projecting that, that means it's going to be worse. So it's real. It's like I'm not saying it will happen. It might not happen, but I won't be surprised if they lost the best. If they lost the best, if they went over that sort of psychological number of a thousand, then pressure's back on him for sure. I think you're right. Um, Even still, I would still put money on him staying. However. Thing it does change things if they lose over a thousand councils, local election councils, especially especially if there's going to be a general election next year. Maybe that's. I mean, I think part of that is what the reason why they've just done that three hundred million donation to Ukraine in the hopes that will boost um the polls. And also, you've got the Daily Mail churning out these Keir Starmer hit pieces about this party gate, which you know, surprisingly enough, I think they are in the wrong. So you know. Mm. I don't hate him just because. I hate him because of his policy and behaviour, not because I think he's um, worth bullying in the press for things that he didn't do. You should bully him for things that he did do. So well, we'll see if enough. it works because the heartlands do read the Daily Mail with a fervour. Well, enough of your mate. Let's talk about the other one. 
So Boris Johnson did a interview with Good Morning Britain, Susanna Reeds at Westminster, well, sorry, not at Westminster, at the Houses of Parliament. So it was uh, his first interview with ITV for five years. Oh, of course. That's that's why it was a big deal, because government refused to go on Good Morning Britain for like for years. They've, they've refused to go on <clears throat> quite a lot of TV shows, to be honest. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they refused to send ministers. Yes. Ah, I think it's because they put the melt. Is it them? I wonder why. Was it because they put the melting ice cap? No, that was Channel 4. They refused to go on Channel 4 too. Remember. Really? I assume I, I assume that some journalists held them to account too terrible too much, and it was it all became they decided that it was a, a personal affront to them to be asked questions by their uh, general public, which is supposed to hold them to account. So they decided to just not give interviews to one of our main TV channels, which is not something that they should even be allowed to do. Where is the accountability? Who is holding the executive to account? Kirstama. Well, anyway, speaking <laughs> of speaking of holding to account um, and being invited onto shows, I have a feeling that Susanna will not be allowed to interview any government ministers in the near future because she really did hold him. She held his feet yeah. to the fire. I think so. they absolutely chose her because they thought that she was going to be an easy ride for Boris and was not. And I think so, that's yeah, go on. No, I was going to say, tell us what the most, what what was the big story about this interview? Why was it news? It was, I think, obviously, well, first it was news because it was uh, five years. And also mm-hmm. it was a news because we know as much as he, there was, he was banging on about uh, Ukraine and all the rest of it. Um, she said, it says very nice that you've given £300 million to Ukraine, but we're in a cost of living crisis and you refuse to, um, to impose any sort of windfall tax on the uh, energy companies which have recorded um, record-breaking profits, I believe five billion in the last quarter. And yet you have people who are, you had Elsie who is 77. This was it, so Elsie, that was the big story, wasn't it? Who was riding on buses to keep warm. You You had Dave and Mina who were carers who were getting 67 pounds a week. And then I think you had somebody else, I can't remember the the third example, unfortunately. And the the third one was um, a disabled mother whose energy bill had increased to 200 pounds. Was it 200 or 400? Quite a large amount, so I don't have the exact amount, per month, which had Mm -hmm. gone up. And so it was talking about how are these people supposed to be able to cope for the next six months? you know, until winter when it's only going to get even worse, Mm -hmm. you know, how are these people supposed to be able to cope? These are all either working poor, people with disabilities, the elder, the elderly or people who are unable to work due to care care responsibilities. So it's not just, no, the 'er ne'er-do-wells who are shucking away from any sort of meaningful work. These are people who are in these circumstances for a variety of reasons who may even be your voters. How do you tell these people that there's no more money left when you're sending 300 million to Ukraine and you refuse to impose any sort of windfall tax on energy companies and you're talking about the reason everything is so expensive is because of the cost of fuel when the the cost per barrel of oil has gone down so uh the the bit that i saw and the bit that most people i saw was talking about was the part where she introduced this lady this old lady called elsie who as you said um has resorted to uh basically traveling on the bus spending a good part of her days on the buses because obviously she's got a free bus pass um, just so that she can keep warm so she doesn't have to pay to heat her home. Um, eat her one meal a day. 
she was also saying, yeah, she eats one meal a day uh, and she, uh, she she's deliberately shops every evening in, in, the, in the supermarkets because that's when they reduce uh, their, their prices for, for goods. And so, yes, she, she put that to him and basically was like, OK, what are you going to do about it? And what was his first response? <laughs> he, 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 his first response was, well, he introduced uh, the Freedom Pass, actually. So that's what he, we've done. He Which introduced one the he fact didn't. that she could, so the fact that she could actually be on the bus for free after half past nine, it was down to him. So, yes, like Which you said, it's not true. It's not true exactly because um, the, the concessionary passes were, were introduced before he was prime minister. But the biggest thing, the biggest, the galling thing about it was the fact that you've got this story about this woman who's probably, presumably by the way she was described, you know, probably pushing 80, if not in her 80s or older. Yeah, she's who's 77. 77, who's, who's basically in dire straits. And there was just no empathy. There was no, um, well, we're trying to do this, we're doing this, we're doing that. The first response, the first thing that came to his mind for him to say was to claim credit, as you said, for something that wasn't even his, but but just to, to claim credit for her having to spend time on a bus because that's the only place she can be warm for free. Yeah. This that, But this is where our society is. And this, I think it was also pointed out what one of his statements was, was is that the government is not specifically supposed to be making individual people's lives better. Like that is not the role of government. And it's sort of like, well, if you don't understand as the prime minister that of all the things, you know, in this um, recent budget with the chancellor, you, you fail to um, benefit um, welfare claimants. That is an issue because they're the ones who are going to be hardest hit hit those at the lowest part, part of the pay and the economy sector are going, ones who are going to be hardest hit and you've not put anything in place and with these skyrocketing costs which are affecting those in the middle let alone those at the bottom how are you these people going to be helped and it's a failure to understand that actually putting an injection of money into benefit claimants into those who are lowest down on the economic economic rung that money goes into the economy much faster because they're more likely to spend that money on goods whereas other people are more likely to hoard it or maybe it would be spent on services things like you know benefit claimants the money will be spent on food gas and electric that's what it will be spent on it will be sent on essential goods which will come back in um in into the economy yeah. at a larger it's percentage in a quick amount of time very quick turnover month to month turnover if we're being honest 20 pound uplift on universal credit that's not going into savings that's going back into the economy each month mm -hmm. which you've then taken out no thoughts I think one thing though, I know this is probably, I know this is not the most important thing or anything, well, nowhere near the most important thing in that interview. But do you notice he looks rough? Like he looks bad. I don't well, know if it's, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's COVID. No, 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 not, not his messy hair, like in his face, he just looks mashed. I mean, I guess it's he's a tough job, mashed. maybe, but he looked, well, he really didn't, hard. he didn't look well. I'm wondering, I've always wondered um, past few months, whether you know he's basically just suffering the after effects of of covid because I mean, he's breathing heavy but he's been out running recently i've seen him he's got two small children under the age of five and he's i don't know how old is he 70 no he's uh about 56 i think <clears throat> yeah 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 that's the thing i think people that you know people i don't always hear that um reference but yeah he's, he's got two toddlers probably at least one of whom he's is probably a, teething he's got, a, he's got he's got a baby not a toddler he's got a baby yeah, no, the older one, the older one's about a toddler. The older one's yeah, about one Yeah, he's got one, one and toddler and a baby. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
all is all is all that's going on in his house is noise. I mean, you know, they've probably got help, so maybe not. And but, Downing you know. Street, the flats above Downing Street are not they're not big by all accounts either. Are they bigger than yours? Probably, but they're not there massive. We go, what I'm then. trying to say, what I'm trying to say is he can probably hear them crying at night. Good. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, that's not important how rough he looks. He's, but... You know what? He's he's done it six or seven or eight <laughs> times already. So I'm sure he's he's used to it by now. Or nine, no, it's six, seven, eight. No, it's seven, eight, or nine after this, the last baby. So it's only it's seven, seven, eight, or nine. or nine times. I'm sure he's more than used to it. Anyway, enough of the Prime Minister. Just probably because he can't escape. He'd usually at this time probably be, you know, knees deep somewhere else. But unfortunately, <laughs> everyone's watching him. Sowing his wild oats. Um, what do you think? Do you think that they're going to... this? Because there's, there's this constant um, call for these windfall taxes. Only today, um, the Mirror had on their headline... <clears throat> head on the front page, sorry. Um... Basically, the whole front page was dedicated to the fact that BP have announced these record, I think, five billion pound five profits. Billion. Um, Q one. Yes. Um, Q one. So, so um, there's, there's a lot. Of, it's not just pounds. from these coffee windfall taxes. It's not just coming from the labour front benches. It's coming from everywhere. It's coming from so many different corners. Do you and think it might get through? Do you think it might get through? No, we have a conservative government and our, the Chancellor of the Exchequer okay. is Rishi Sunak. So be be guided and realistic that he's right. probably besties with a couple of with the CEOs. He's not going to be imposing any sort of tax. Why would he listen to us when somebody who's got his direct line it tells him don't do that? No, it's not so much about lifting to us. I'm just saying it's because they're, be, they're being peppered from every direction. Um, whether yeah, it's but, the, you know who, whether it's... but they're being directly peppered by their actual mates. So they'll be like, I'm calm. Oh, my, my mate said, and you know, who's going to want a cushy speaking gig afterwards? Who's going right. to get the cushy speaking gig? The ones who put the windfall tax or the ones not? Right, I mean, to be enough. fair, Rishi doesn't need speaking gigs, but Boris does. So yeah, he's going to have bills when he's done being prime minister. So anyway, what okay. you were going to say? And I was going to say that Boris also pointed out that he didn't want to impose an, a windfall tax because he said it was going to affect the um, energy companies. Um, what's it called investing in infrastructure investing oh, really? in energy infrastructure and <laughs> development and you know and that would stifle that these inf- these energy companies have not invested in infrastructure in the past 20 years so what on earth is it that are you talking about just a couple of uh, last year there was mass flooding in my local area where all basement flats are um uh, you know, were ruined. I've got somebody close to me who's still not in their home following the flooding in the local area. So what are you talking about? There's been uh, blackouts in East London twice in the past oh. year. And there's um, also there was no water. You remember in Tower Hamlets uh, in the last year. So what is this supposed uh, uh, infrastructure that they're investing in? The infrastructure here is notably bad. And, you know, from the 70s and hasn't been updated since. Mm. They're not using the money for infrastructure. It is going into shareholders' profits. So this week for Across the Pond, we're going over to Kenya, where a Kenyan clan, the Talai clan, has petitioned Prince William over their their previous eviction of their land during the... um, during the war. And also they have previously petitioned the British government who just didn't even acknowledge receipt of their petition. So they have now petitioned Prince William as he um, previously uh, proposed to Kate there. And also the queen found out that she was um, becoming the queen while she was in Kenya. In Kenya. So 
there's been an investigation over the uh, war that happened during 1952 to 1963 when they were fighting for independence and people were put in uh, concentration camps, notably the Talai people were put in concentration camps. So they've, um, the land that they were on when they were put in these concentration camps was taken from them and was never given back. So they're asking for the returning of these lands and they're also asking for reparations for the harm that was done to them. The UN has um, done an investigation and they sent five special, I can never say this word, rapporteurs, rapporteurs. Yeah, cool. Yeah, five, so they sent five um, special rapporteurs to investigate the um, crimes that had taken place during this insurgency. And they sent a, um, they sent a letter to the British government as well, asking for public apologies, reparations and remedy. Obviously the British government was like, no, they said they issued a public apology and settlement to some claims in 2013 who lived through the period and the Mau Mau insurgency, but they have not specifically um, reparated these, uh, this specific group, the Talai group, who lost their land. And what happened is that once they were released from the concentration camps, they went back to their lands, but they had already been given over to European companies, who are some of them which are still there today. These European companies and corporations, specifically T estates, they just squat on the outsides of these lands because that's their ancestral lands. That's the only places that they had to go back to. And so they've been living in sort of, you know, sort of makeshift homes and as squatters in these out sort of outside areas, unable to get their lands back from land that was um, given to given to European com com companies, which absolutely should not have been done. But the um, British government has decided to basically has washed their hands of the situation and has no intention of getting involved. So they've asked Prince William. To be honest, I'm not sure if I see that going anywhere. There are a couple of representatives from the clan in London to argue their case and also to have a talk with different civil rights groups here to see what pressures can be put on both the, um, the prince and the British government. But considering the way that his uncle was key keying it up when, uh, the, when he was in the Caribbean when asked about reparations, I can't see these guys giving it any air, to be honest. It's interesting. I <clears throat> You've explained why now, but um, I was wondering why have they gone to Prince William? Like he's, you know, he's third down the line, well, second in line, why didn't they go to, the Queen went and go to Charles, but you said it's because they uh, that's where he proposed. Mm -hmm. But still, though, it's a bit of a strange one. Why, why, why? I think William? he's known to go out there for um conservation hunting regularly as well. And I think oh, he's I actually got a uh friend or courtier who has land out there for special conservation that he was that was oh, awarded okay. land by the British for special conservation purposes, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know. Air quotes. I think um, yeah. it's an interesting one, this one, though, because like you said, it, uh, this is the 50s. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's it, obviously something that. So when, also, yeah, so when say, independence was awarded, they were let free. But in during the time when they were fighting for independence as an ethnic group, they were just put into a um, concentration camp. Loads of people died. It was full of CC flies. Women suffered miscarriages. They lost all their livestock. So basically, their whole lives were completely destroyed. Their mm -hmm. means of making money, their homes, their their populations were eviscerated essentially, and they've just not been recognised. Yeah. As, yeah. So oftentimes, when when people bring up you know historical crimes, whether it be colonialism or slavery or whatever, um, uh, the 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 common response is is often, oh well, it was 
it was hundreds of years ago. It was so long ago. And nobody alive now was it went through it. Obviously, we know that's more complicated than that because we know that things affect generations further on. However, this case is interesting because, like you said, it's the 50s. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of the people are still alive or were yeah. children or were affected as children during the time. That is what a lot of the representatives um, have actually said is that there's a, there are people here who are still alive who are nearing towards the ends of their lives and they don't want they don't want them to go to pass on mm-hmm. without getting their um, in fact I'll read the specific quote he said many of our group are very elderly so the urgency of this is paramount we cannot let another victim of this time pass away so longingly longing for their dignity to be restored so part of the reason that they're bringing this now is that they do feel that sense of urgency to ensure that justice is done for their elders before they pass on into the next life so for them it's not just you know deciding to just do it now yeah it's the importance of this the survivor still being here and having a claim and they want to state that claim i you know i wish the best of luck to them but the way the state that our government is in specifically government and the state of our uh the royal family it just seems very unlikely for them to pay any sort of attention to um mm. members of their colonial um, victims or their wider commonwealth with any sort of dignity whatsoever to be honest unfortunately Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotBanePod. And if you're listening on iTunes and you enjoyed what you heard, rate us five stars. It helps us get up the rankings. If you didn't enjoy it, ignore everything I just said.